0: This is the Christian Life Center podcast. Here at CLC, we are messengers of hope, where we believe in taking God's message of hope everywhere we go to everyone we meet. From wherever you are, be encouraged by this week's message.
1: Hey, turn to your neighbor, say, I'm glad you're here. We are in a brand new series called There's No Way. Turn to somebody, kind of just shake your finger at them and say, there's no way. There's no way. What are you talking about? There's no way. Well, today we're going to continue looking at biblical characters. Characters in the scripture where we look at their life and honestly... If we resembled them today, we would be saying, there's no way. There's no way God could do that. There's no way God could do that through me. How in the world did that happen? And that's what we're looking at. Last week, we looked at Philip. Today we want to look at the woman at the well. And so I want you to take your Bibles and I want you to turn over to John chapter 4 with me. Now we're going to share the scripture today with you in a different way because we're going to watch a clip in just a moment from the movie The Chosen, the series The Chosen. I hope that you've watched that. If not, it's a good series to watch leading up to Easter. And we're going to, in just a moment, look at a clip of the woman at the well. The woman at the well helps us to understand what is the true purpose and meaning of life. A lot of people are questioning, what's the purpose of life? And if we don't answer that question, and if we don't know the answer to that, we can find ourselves searching and seeking and going many different ways, trying to really understand what is my purpose, what's the purpose of life, and it's one of the great questions of life. And so today, as we look at the woman at the well, we're going to be looking at how God can use one just like her, because so often it's easy to discount ourselves in our insecurity, in our feelings of inferiority, in looking at our past and our mistakes and and, and maybe the things that have happened to us, we discount ourselves. We don't see how God could use us and what God wants to do through us. And maybe our life, our past has been so broken that we just come to a service to get something from God, but we never see ourselves being used by God. And I believe it's something the Lord wants to do in you today and through you today that there is an impartation. Say that word with me impartation that there is an impartation that happens today that God will open your eyes, lift up your eyes, and help you to see that there is something that God wants to do through you and with you. And when you discover your purpose, you can begin to see God doing that. So pause with me for a moment. I just wanna pray with you. Maybe you're comfortable slipping your hand up to the Lord for a moment just to receive the word that he has for you today. Father, as we open your word, I pray for revelation. I pray for illumination. I pray that you'll open our eyes, open our heart, open our spirit, open us to that which you've called us to, that which you're desiring, that which you wanna show us, and most of all, that you wanna reveal to us. We lift our hands to you, saying, Holy Spirit, speak to us right now. And all God's people said, amen and amen. If you don't know your purpose in life, The reality is life can feel very useless. You'll feel like you're, you're just spinning your wheels, that you're walking through life, waking up, going to work, going home, feeding the kids, going to bed, and doing it all over tomorrow. In fact, it just feels like it's useless. You know, you, you just keep going and going and going. I learned a long time ago, working with a lot of folks, that we can give our life to our jobs, but the reality is your job will not love you back. Your job, at the end of the day, they're gonna give you maybe a gold watch. They're gonna give you a little plaque that you're gonna put on a shelf somewhere. They're gonna clap for you. They're gonna have a chicken dinner for you and uh, and, and 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 just have a few accolades. Everybody's gonna be hurrying to try to get out of there as quick as they can because they're gonna feel obligated to come because you spent your life working at that job. And the next day, you're gonna wake up and you're gonna say, what was the purpose? of my life. I'm telling you the way it's going to be. It's just going to happen. If you don't understand what life is about, you're going to love your job. You're going to run after different things to love. And you're going to find at the end of the day, it doesn't love you back because it's not the purpose and the meaning of life. And when, what happens is you start running after those things and and life can get tiresome, it can get so unfulfilling that you just don't know why, you don't understand what is happening and you're never satisfied if you don't know what the purpose of life is. I mean, you'll search after that, you'll seek after this, you'll run for this and that, and before you know it, life is just passing you by, and it's insignificant to you because you haven't discovered the purpose of life. I'm telling you, there's been many days that I've finished a service. I've shaken hundreds of hands in this church and other churches where where maybe I've ministered, and I've watched people come in and go out, and they've been in the house of God but I watch him and my heart is broken because I watch him leaving and I know that they have not yet discovered the purpose of life they were in a service And yet they had not received the meaning and the purpose of what that service was about. And that is that Jesus gives life. He gives a life of fulfillment. He gives a life of freedom. He gives you a life where the bondages are broken. We looked at it last week. That begins to lead us down a path that helps us to understand our purpose in life so today we're going to help you to look at the woman at the well, because if you don't understand and if you don't know what the point of life is all about, then you really only have a few options. You can try to make up the purpose of life. You can try to create it. And that's what a lot of people do is, is they're, they're searching for something and they're looking for something and it becomes the center of their life. But the problem is, is they're, they're pointing their life at the wrong thing. And they're seeking the wrong thing to become the, 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 the center or the purpose or to fill a void within their life. And they end up then running after this or addicted to that or pursuing this and loving something that not, is not going to love them back and it's not the purpose of life. So you can try to make it up. For some, when they don't know the purpose of life, they escape. They escape in the things that really bring them into addictions or bring them into habits, bring them into a place where that at the end of the day is going to leave them more shipwrecked and broken and they're not going to discover what the real search was within their life. I hope and pray that our purpose as a church will will be the very thing that'll help you and that is that we will help you to discover what the real meaning and the real purpose of life is. And at the end that we can understand it and that we can become the messengers of hope that take it everywhere to everyone that we have found the purpose of life and we understand what it is and we come in and we're fulfilled and we're, 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 we're in a place that we know that God is touching us and healing us and giving us freedom and, and he's bringing deliverance and forgiveness into our life. But we know it's not enough for us just to receive it, but we have to take it everywhere to everyone. Man, I was so excited yesterday and Friday night that almost 200 people was in our Becoming a co-journer's Evangelism Seminar. What a powerful, powerful seminar that was. A couple hundred people in person. I don't even think we Zoomed it out. I, I, we might have, I don't know. I'm looking for Pastor Sean. I don't know if we did, but 200 in person that was learning how do you journey with others to help them find the purpose and the meaning of life. Well, today we're going to look at a woman, the woman at the well, a Samaritan woman, and we're going to look at her life, and I believe through her life, you'll find the purpose of life. Instead of reading the scripture, I want you to watch this clip, this clip with us from The Chosen about the woman at the well. Look on the screens with me.
0: Woo! He told me everything that I've ever done. Wow. This story compels me. I pray it compels you to understand how Christ calls you to live. He calls you to live differently. He calls you to live not like others. He calls you to a new place, a new way. As you can see, her encounter with Jesus broke barriers. First of all, broke barriers. The barriers back then in the history, we still find barriers today. We still recognize that humanity and the way the enemy allows this world to live, those barriers are constantly in our way. That of history at the moment, at the time, you can see that Jesus decided to go out of his way, the normal way to Leave Judea to go to Galilee was a shorter path, and most Jews would never go the way that Jesus went this day. He went out of his way for a reason. You know what I love about Jesus? He always has a reason for what he does. When I watched this, I thought of myself. I said, God, help me to sit where you're sitting, so that I can understand who you are, so that I can represent myself to others like you represented yourself to her. Learn from the author. Learn from the one who calls you to himself so that you will break down barriers. You will surpass those barriers and you will allow Christ to compel you to be just like him. Jesus went out of his way to get to Samaria, in a small town outside of Samaria, next to Jacob's well, right at Jacob's well. Here she comes, from the distance of the town, she comes at the noonday, when it's hot. Nobody else is around, Jesus is just coming in, his disciples go into town, going to get food and he stays there at Jacob's well and he waits opportunity he waits here she comes alone with her empty jugs she's coming for something that she knew she needed but what she thought she thought what she thought she was getting was just water not recognizing that she woke up that day and that day would change her life. That day would change who she is and what she became. I love the fact that Jesus always gives us opportunity. He always wants us to be attuned to opportunities that he calls us into. And that day it was hot, he was tired, he had been journeying, the disciples were gone, they were getting food. And he waited for her. You can see that Jesus saw her and he asked her for what? He asked her for a drink. Now for her, she already knew probably coming up, she probably already felt kind of strange because here's this man. And she probably could recognize that he was a Jew and she recognized that he was a rabbi. So I'm sure she already was tensing up a little bit like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable because there's a man sitting here and we're all alone. She starts getting that water and he asks for a drink and it kind of startles her, pushes her kind of away. It's like, are you kidding me? Who are you to talk to me? You're an unmarried man. You're a rabbi and you're not allowed to be speaking to me as a woman. In that time, it's prohibited to do that, so it was very much looked down upon. Also, her lifestyle was her barrier. She was marked by her lifestyle. Here she was. She couldn't come out the regular time with the other women when they would come out, usually in the cool of the morning or the cool of the evening when they would come together and gather together and chitter-chatter and talk together and have social time together. She came alone because she was marked by her lifestyle. So she walks with her insecurities, she walks with her pain, she walks with who she is and she meets somebody that startles her and even makes her push herself back and afraid about who is this person who's trying to talk to me. She had racial and cultural barriers. She was a Samaritan woman, he was a Jew. And Jews hated the Samaritans because they felt that they had betrayed their nation by marrying and intermarrying with the Assyrians. And so Jews would avoid Samaria and they would avoid the Samaritans. There was also religious barriers. Those in the Samaritans they rejected the Pentateuch. They rejected the first 5 books of the Old Testament. They rejected the Psalms. There were things that religiously kept them separated from the Jews. Even what you heard, the disagreements of where to truly worship, these were things that were laid out that separated them. And Jesus knew that He came to make a mark in history to help us to understand that through this, we must break down the barriers. What are your barriers today? What are things that keep you away from people? How do you see people through Jesus' eyes? What is it that you look for? How do you see other people? Do you really see them? Or do you really not care to see them? My husband, you know he tells stories on me sometimes so I get to tell on my turn no it's about me anyway so we were out of town and uh, I had to return something it was raining outside and I quickly you know we were, we were in a hurry I walked through and you know as you can tell uh, those of you who might know me um, I like to Fine, I'm a shopper, and uh, so I can walk into a store, and I can see, and I can scope the whole place, and I can pick out two things like that, what I want, and I go straight to it, but on this day, I was hurrying. I went, and I changed, and I exchanged something, of course, on my way out. I just went over, and I picked something up to look at it, because I was getting ready to walk out the door, and of course, the lady shoots right for me, and she starts talking, She says, "Oh, and is you know, isn't that nice?" And I said, "Yeah." I said, "But I gotta go," you know. And I was not paying attention. She starts opening up. Where are you from? I thought, "Okay, Lord, where are you from?" So then I step back and I said, "Okay, it's time. Gotta talk." So we have the conversation. She shares about being the fact she had somebody down here in Fort Lauderdale, and da 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 da. And keeps talking and talking and talking. And I said, okay, Lord, can we get past this story? Can we get to the real serious? Let's get there quick. And the Lord just spoke to me, and he says, Candy, just listen. And I listened. And as we came to the counter where she was at, all of a sudden, the Lord gave me the words to be able to turn and to speak into her at that moment. And her face just went And I said, you know, Jesus, God sees you today. He knows who you are, and he sees who you are. We had a time of just reaching over to her hand and just praying with her. And she looked at me, and she's like, man, best thing of the day. She said, thank you. Thank you for stopping. I turned around, I got her name, and I walked out. Of course, my husband's been waiting, you know. He's, what were you doing? And, uh, and I realized and recognized that no matter what difference we were in her life and my life, no matter what she thought and what her pretenses were about her life and circumstances she was in, I had to listen. So that I could pass everything that I know to be able to speak and allow God to speak through me to see her. What are your barriers today? What do you see when you look at others? You know, Jesus calls us to look deeper and to search deeper. So that with his eyes, we can see others. Because his love connects your heart to others. Let me say this. You want to know the process that God works in me and he wants to work in you. He wants to to dissolve the fear of man. See, the love of God compels you so that when you see someone and you recognize that God wants to do something through you, now trust me, all benefit comes back to your life. That's all I can tell you. It's the greatest thing ever. But when God helps you to see someone else through his eyes and you look deeper to what's going on, he dissolves the fear, the confidence arises in you and Christ's authority compels you to move. Did you hear what I said? He dissolves the fear, the apprehension, what is somebody gonna think of me? What is somebody looking around me? That's all gone. Because see, you stand with the confidence that arises within you, and the Christ, the authority that Christ gives you as his son and daughter, compels you, you can't stop without doing it, it compels you to move. Can I encourage you to say something to others? Can I encourage you to allow God to use anything that is within you to be able to move? for what God wants to do in your life and in someone else's. Obedience to his commandment through the power of his love will only bring blessing to your life. But you know what? You have to ask God to do this. So I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna ask you to put your hands out. I'm gonna ask you to ask God to help you to compel you to obey his command, to be his voice to others. Lord Jesus, I ask you that you would dissolve fear of man and fear that would come into anyone's heart or mind, that the enemy would try to rob any opportunity, that the voice of anyone in this room would not have a hesitation but a confidence to arise within them God so that your authority would compel them to move and to act and to be bold and to speak and to reach and to touch and be intentional about breaking through any barrier that they might see or any barrier that might be able that might be existing around them, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Secondly, her thirst had been after the wrong wells. Wow. She was thirsty in her life. Isn't it like that how we are? We have desires. We have things that we want to go after. We have things, they're all good things, but maybe... They're not the right things. And we seek them out, and they become the pains in our life. They create the insecurities in our life. And they keep us paralyzed from actually accomplishing what the Lord intended for us. And sometimes we have to recognize that God's doing a healing process. He's working within us, and he needs us to understand from even this example that we have today when she said, how can you ask me for a drink? You shouldn't be associating with me. and She's stepping, he's stepping out into her sphere and into her place, and he said, you know what? If you only knew the gift of God, and who it is that asks you to drink, I would be the one who's giving you living water. Living water, the power in the living water. You know, Jesus gives it and has offered it to you and I. And with that, God gives us strength to be able to deal with our things I encourage people many times, I say, you know what? Give God what you have. Don't wait too long because you don't realize it activates more out of your life. You may not be all perfect, but we walk with a perfect God, amen? And because of our imperfections and because of things that are happening in our lives, God asks us to say, let me do what I need to do in you. And that as I heal you, you give that out to someone else. Let me activate the healing process in your life so that you can be able to give that healing to someone else. And you can see the power of the Holy Spirit moving in your life. And therefore, you see that God's hand is upon you. Isn't that beautiful? that his hand is upon you. Jesus says, I will give you living water. You know what? She still didn't get it. Isn't it interesting? Then you watch that. She still didn't get it. She says, "Uh, you know, you don't have any vessel to pull any water. Where are you going to get water from to give to me? So this encounter was so amazing in the way that Jesus was listening to her, but he was also walking a journey with her in that moment. He was walking and prompting so that she could understand. His words, probably for a moment, were very confusing. The answers for her were not fully clear. And as he kept speaking, how many times have you tried to speak to someone and you can see them just pushing away? Can I encourage you, do not allow that to stop you. Allow the Holy Spirit to give you the words to be able to speak life to someone else. He says, I am the living water. I will give you what you need that will supersede the outward thirst. His love for you and his acceptance for you swallows up anything that can hinder you from walking in truth and the presence of God all your unmet expectations all the pain that is in you all that you have the anxiety that lingers God desires to swallow that up I love in John chapter 4 16 through 26 he says he changes the subjects and he gets real personal he says go tell your husband it's like, what in the world is he getting personal with me about? we are already got these barriers. What are you doing? How dare you? How dare you talk to me like that? He gets real personal, and then he starts to call out the things. You have five, but the one that you're with is not even your husband. <sighs> That's, what are you, trying to put salt in a wound? No, Jesus had a purpose. Her wells, the wrong wells, were her relationships. She was drinking from the wrong wells because of the mistakes that she kept making. And she was searching for that purpose in life. But Jesus cuts to the chase, I love that. And when he helped her to realize that he wanted her to speak to her soul and to her spiritual needs. He came with grace and not condemnation to draw her to himself. He deals with you and I the same way. He deals with your value. I believe that's one thing that the enemy has blanketed the world right now is value, your sense of worth which therefore has depleted your sense of purpose. Did you just hear what I just said? The enemy has come after your sense of value and worth to stop you from accomplishing your purpose. He's depleted it and he has desired to hold you back from everything that he's called you to do. And you can see that when he starts touching this sensitive area, she takes the focus off of herself. She says, oh, okay, yeah, you're a prophet. All right, let's, she takes the focus and she says, I can see that you're a prophet. And she goes to the well of religion. She talks about true worship. She doesn't want to really deal with the real issues of sin, the struggles, the addictions, maybe the attitudes. Isn't it amazing how have you noticed during the last two years how we get overwhelmed so we allow things to kind of make our minds numb? We find things to numb our minds or we get really active or we just don't really take time to truly what is God doing with me and what he's trying to do to take me to the next level. And I encourage you that whatever you feed in your heart and your mind will be where it will take you. How are you feeding your life? How are you feeding your mind? How are you feeding your spirit? That's where it will take you and that's where it will lead you. Because when you get tired, you might find yourself drinking from and pulling from a wrong well. So she takes the focus off of that. And Jesus brings it back. He brings you back. He says, I want you to understand what I want to say to you today. And it's what he said to her. He says, I want you to see that I see you. I want you to know that I know you. You know, I don't know about you, but I truly want Jesus to see everything in me. Everything in me. It's God's love that compels you to desire God to really see you. It's God's love that compels you to actually walk and want to move in the presence of God. It's God's love that gets you up in the morning and says, I have purpose. It's God's love that helps you to recognize, to put things away and get things in order and recognize that as you yield to him, he even has more and more and more and more that is recognized, that is there for you in front of you, that he offers that to you. But our eyes are so fixed sometimes in the wrong places. And the wells that God has for us to come to is from him. It is in him and through him that is everything. And from who he is, I don't have to go to another well. I don't have to find another well. He was helping her to distinguish between the spiritual well and the physical well. She came with these jars with what she thought she was coming to get water. And if you noticed at the end, she dropped the vessel because she was the vessel that was going to be filled that day. The natural vessel was the vessel of water, but she was the vessel that jesus came to fill john 4 28 her revelation of jesus empowered her for purpose i don't know about you when i get up in the morning my heart and my purpose is to live everything out moment by moment and praying that god will help me to live the moments that god has created and planned for my life when my desire is here with him, my eyes are focused on him. When my desire is him, my purpose is on him. My desire is his desire. Whatever he desires, I want. I want to see that fulfilled in my life. I pray that you understand that this woman in the Samaritan woman brought her empty jug for what she thought she needed only to receive a living encounter that released her from her sin. When she looked at Jesus, did you see that part when she stopped and she just looked at him? Because of what he said, I know you. I know what you did. I know who you are. I know you. Jesus says to you this morning, I know you. I know you in your private world. I know you in your job. I know you with your family. I know you in the car. I know you in the bedroom. I know you when you're in the garden. I know you when we walk to church. I know you when you go to your friends. I know you when you're on the media. I know when I see you. I know you. Make sure. You're not too distracted to drop the physical vessel and say, I know you, Lord. I want to know you, and I see that you see me. And because you see me, it changes me from the inside out. You saw her run and say, he sees me. Her voice was different when she encountered to know him her voice changed. She changed. People noticed who she was. She wasn't the same person anymore. When she spoke, her voice was not the same. When you encounter Jesus and when you live a lifestyle of your purpose being The forefront, his purpose being your purpose, your lifestyle, your voice, your presence, changes, and people see that you are different. Why do you think it is that sometimes I feel like I walk somewhere and somebody walks up to me and they don't know who I am? Because the depth of my soul is that who is the living water brings me life and living water that flows from in me and out to others. And it is the purpose of why I get up in the morning. That his living water lives in me and that water flows from me to someone else. That's my purpose. Everything else around it Everything else around it is only additions to this life of how I live it out. No matter what I do. Can I tell you this? You want blessing in your life? You want to understand how God will touch your life? You want to have greater understanding of who he is? You want to know what that purpose truly means? Then you have to come to a place of an encounter, just like the Samaritan woman, and say, I recognize that he knows who I am, and I recognize who he is. He is the Messiah. He is the Lord. He is the Lord. He is the Lord, and I am going to tell. I'm going to speak. My voice has changed. My person has Change and I am going to speak on the behalf of knowing that He is who He says He is. Don't let any failure say there are people in this room the enemy has put things around your legs because of your past and some things that have made you feel unworthy and God says shake off the unworthiness as you saw what happened to her today you should not let anything about unworthiness hinder you because one day you will stand before the king of kings and the lord of lights and he says I took that off of you you had the opportunity to give it to me and what I give to you is a divine exchange because the cross did it for you and because what the Jesus did on the cross and the resurrection power you can walk in the fullness that I continue to give to you if anything we had the example today of her life to recognize but we let embitterment we let discouragement we allow the enemy to manipulate certain things in our lives that keep us and we sometimes become our own barrier did you just hear what I said We sometimes become our own barrier to everything else that's around us. And we don't realize that the activity of Christ is necessary for the fulfillment of you and I's purpose in life. You are the object of Christ's love. You are the object of his love. He made you just to love you. Did you hear me? He made you just to love you. You are the purpose. You are his purpose. (laughs) Ephesians chapter 1 expresses it so well that our life is in preparation for eternity. You were made to live for eternity. And he transforms you as he transformed her. He knows everything about me. He is the Messiah. And I will make sure that I tell everyone because my voice is different now everybody turns and watches her walk and run away to tell of what Jesus did for her and who Jesus is to her can you sing this with me turn your eyes upon Jesus look for in His wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light God breaks down your barriers. He breaks down the barriers around you. He helps you to get out of the wrong wells. And because of who he is, he gives you purpose. I pray that there will be so many testimonies that come from CLC because you decided to let your light so shine before men. I know that in this time and in this day and hour, and what we see and what is happening is such a weight. But even more so, should we be growing faster? Do you hear me, church? You should be growing spiritually. You should be allowing God to grow you because guess what? He's going to take off all the dead weight and he's going to grow you to a new level. Because I want to be the bride that he's waiting for. I want to be the bride that he's called me to. But it means that I must be compelled to walk out and to allow God to change everything in me to reach those around me. Amen.
1: In our final moments, I want to read the last part of the Scripture. There in John chapter 4, Candy helped us to see that she discovers her purpose in Jesus. She discovers what living water is, that Jesus broke through the barriers. And in that, she began to realize that she had been thirsting and drinking from the wrong wells. And in that moment of encounter... In that moment of encounter, her own purpose gets empowered. She begins to understand the meaning of life. The video didn't show the very last verses, and I want to read that to you in John chapter 4, verse 39. It says, Many of the Samaritans, the Samaritans from that town, believed in him. Why? Because of the woman's testimony. She said, he told me everything I did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with him and he stayed for two more days. And because of his words, many believed that day. Many more became believers and they said to the woman, and I love this part, we no longer believe just because of what you said, but now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man is really the Savior of the world. Can you say amen? Amen. What I love about it is that her story becomes a message of hope, and she begins to take that message of hope. We call it the message of hope, which is the good news of Jesus Christ, that he is the Savior of the world. And she took that message of hope, and we say it every week. It's a closing prayer for us that we are messengers of hope, that we take the message of hope what? everywhere we go to who everyone that we meet and what i love about this story is that god never wastes experiences in our life when he encounters the woman at the well and a life that's been broken and 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 one that has searched and searched and searched for the point and the meaning of life drinking from the wrong wells and all of a sudden she encounters the savior what I love about moments like this as we come in, what I love about when you and I go as messengers of hope, as Candy was sharing, we share a message of hope everywhere to everyone. People begin to encounter the living water. They begin to encounter Jesus himself, where they've been drinking from the wrong wells. All of a sudden, God begins to open their eyes, and they begin to have a revelation, and God begins to reveal who he is to them. And that's the power of the gospel message of Jesus. Christ. And what I love is God never wastes experience. What do you mean, pastor? Well, whatever you've walked through, whatever your life has been like, whatever your story is, God wants to use your story as you take it as a message of hope of what God has done, the transformation in your own life, the barriers that were broken down so that you could encounter him. When the power of the gospel touches your life and you encounter Jesus, there's a moment that you made a decision to begin to follow Jesus, but it leads us, to begin to share that message of hope with others and when you begin to share your story what I love is people can't debate that they can't debate what God has done in your life they can't debate how you've you've encountered him and you've experienced him and what God is doing in you and through you what God begins to do in that moment they cannot debate what he's done in you and all of a sudden a thirst begins to well up within them and so when we carry that message of hope, when we carry it as messengers of hope everywhere to everyone and you begin to share what God has done with you and you co-journey with them in their journey. We shared last week, you begin to build a bridge and you begin to develop a relationship with them and you begin to walk along. It may be weeks or months or years before you get an opportunity to really share the message of salvation, but you journey with them, praying for them, looking for ways to serve them and to minister to them and praying that God will open a door for you to share with them. And when that moment comes, you're using your story you're using that relationship. You're in those moments being able to say, God, empower me, use me. That's the purpose of the baptism in the Holy Spirit, is that we are His witnesses, that we take His message everywhere to everyone, that we overcome fear and a boldness. What is it? It's a strength. It's a confidence. It overcomes a fear to share your story with everyone that God opens a door to. And as we begin to do that, what I love is you begin to share with them the true meaning of life. And as you share your story, as you serve them, as you share the message of hope, there'll come an opportunity, I guarantee it, there'll come an opportunity that you'll have an opportunity to invite them to be Christ followers. An opportunity to share with them how God gave his life for them. And how they too can experience him and his grace, his forgiveness, his freedom. How God can come and give them purpose and freedom and fulfillment in life. You'll have an opportunity to share that. Because God has empowered it through you. So over the next few weeks, we want to encourage you. In fact, today, as you came in, we gave you a little card as a tool to help you. To begin to say, God, over the next few weeks, help me to identify people. If you came in today, you received the card. I believe that there are some online versions of this as well. I, I believe that you can download a copy if you're watching online, and you can, you can put it on your iPad, or you can have it somewhere where you can print it out. But we've put a tool in your hand that you can begin to, first of all, say, God, help me to identify. Say, identify. Identify people people that are in my sphere of influence, people that I'm building relationships with, people that I'm already journeying life with. They might be people you work with or you study with if you're a student. They might be individuals that, that, that you live around in your neighborhood, in your apartment complex, in your community. They might be people, people that, that you play with, you do activities with, that, that you socialize with. As God begins to... Sh- share with you individuals we want to invite you over the next few weeks to begin to say god help me to identify people people that you want me to begin the co-journer with that you want me to walk with that you want me to journey with them where you can begin and it leads to the second step and that is to intercede to begin to pray over them we call it five at five daily at 5 p.m pray for five names Now, yeah, you may have 15 names on here. You may have 12 names. But every day, let the Lord guide you to who you're going to be praying for. You're praying that God will open their eyes. You're praying that God, that, 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 that God would help them to see where the God of this world, the enemy of their soul, Satan himself, has blinded them. You're praying that God would lift the veil and that they would begin to see him and they would begin to understand who he is. And they may not get it today, but you're praying and you're interceding against the spirit world that's blinding them and binding them. You're beginning to pray that God would open their eyes to the the message of salvation. You're praying that you'll have opportunity to serve them, to share with them, that you'll have an opportunity to to express to them the love of God, that they, as they look at your life, the greatest example that they're going to see of God for many is the example of Christ in you. So God, let me live an example before them so that they can see you through my life. And man, I'm telling you, that's one of the greatest prayers that we can pray is, God, let me be an example to them as I serve them, as I share your word to them. I pray, God, that in those moments that there would be a quickening in their heart, conviction of the spirit, not condemnation of the world, but conviction of the spirit that God, as I share the message of hope, that they would come. I mean, I love it where they said, we now believe not because of your story, not because of your testimony, but we now believe why? Because we've experienced it ourselves and we've come to know and we've come to understand the love and the grace and the mercy of our Savior mom, you've been witnessing, you've been praying, mom, you've been believing over them. But I'm telling you, there's a day that your child's going to say, mom, I've given my heart to the Lord and I believe now. I believe because I've experienced it for myself. I was with one of our leaders the other day and, and he was sharing how his sister has just come to the Lord. Your sister, right? No, you're. Your daughter, your daughter just came to the Lord a couple days ago, and, 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 and she's been praying for him, and she's been believing for her, and he's a leader in our church, and God has been doing a work in him. And that prayer has now changed her heart because she's experienced it for herself. It wasn't just dad's faith. It wasn't just mom's faith. It wasn't just the faith of a friend. But I have experienced. I've experienced it because your story brought me to the well myself. And I've been drinking from different wells. But now I know, not because of what you say, but because I've experienced it for my own. So what are you doing? You're praying. You're believing. You're interceding. But it's got to start by identifying where you live. Where you work, where you study, where you play, these are just some things that will help you begin to say, God, who do you want me to co-journey with? You see, if you're not praying for the lost, you won't be intentional to reach the lost. What I mean by the lost is those that are away from Christ. If you're not praying for those that are not Christ followers, you won't be intentional to share your story with those that are not Christ followers. You won't be intentional to build relationship with them. And so it starts by identifying. It starts by beginning to pray. And and, and, and we begin to say, God, help me to build a relationship. And you pray for your neighbor. You pray for your coworker. You pray for that one that you study with. God, help me to reach the one that I work out with or or that, that one that's in my social group. And you begin to intentionally pray. And then as you pray, we shared last week, you begin to look for ways to serve them. To minister to them. To help them. They may be talking about something they're doing in their yard this coming Saturday. Is it a sacrifice? It is a sacrifice. Will there be a time commitment that's required? There will be time that is required. But as we pay the price and we sacrifice, we will have opportunities to share the message of hope. And so you may hear them say, this Saturday I'm going to be working in my yard. Now you've got an opportunity to serve them. How? Well, maybe you volunteer to help them. Maybe they need to, to, to unpack a, or move some furniture or something, and you have a pickup truck, or you, you, you can help them carry things. You look for ways to serve them. Now, the problem with serving, let's be honest, is it takes time. And we're busy. You know, the problem for most of us is we've been in the church so long. We've walked with God for so long that we don't have unbelieving friends. Or the reality is we're not praying for our unbelieving friends. And we love being with one another that we don't take time to be with those that are far away from Christ. So what we're doing is we're saying, God, help us to be like this woman. Man, there's no way you could transform a life like this. And all of a sudden we see that when we have an encounter with God, he changes her life and he shows her she's been drinking from the wrong wells. He breaks through the barriers that has held her back. And all of a sudden she embraces her purpose. And when she does, it empowers her and she becomes a messenger of hope. Can I tell you it's not complete until you become a messenger of hope. For too many of us, we're content just soaking in the love of God. We're content just understanding that, yes, we're saved and our our sins have been forgiven and our life has been changed. And we're content just coming into the sanctuary. But can I tell you, the mission of Christ is not complete. The purpose of life is not complete until we understand that we have a message of hope. And we've got to become messengers of hope. As you begin to identify and you begin to intercede, we want to encourage you to take opportunity to invite. To invite them, maybe To understand the the, the gospel message, you invite them maybe to a a special weekend, a program, a a special service, maybe to our fam jam, family event that will be coming in a few weeks, maybe to an Easter service, maybe to your life group, maybe to a cookout or some kind of party that your life group is going to have. Maybe there's a beach baptism that you're going to go to and you invite them to go with you where they can begin to see and experience what God is doing in other people's lives what you do is you begin to invite them to journey with you and invite them to places and opportunities where they can receive salvation themselves. So what we've done is we've put a little tool in your hand. There's things, there's ideas, there's conversation starters on there so that you can live your life mission and you can begin to be a messenger of hope. Father, as we come to the end of this service and to the end of... The story, I pray God that you'll help us to see that we're messengers of hope. That, Father, you have empowered us, you've equipped us, you are using us to take your message of hope everywhere to everyone. And I pray that as we embrace that mission, that it'll be transformational for the kingdom of God. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Let's stand together, those that are in the auditorium. And we're going to have this song before we close. And on the way out today, if you didn't receive your little uh, life mission card, we'll have them. You can pick those up on the way out so that you can begin to identify, begin to intercede, and begin to pray that God will help you to find ways to invite them to experience the message of hope.